listening to episode 28, chapter 4 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Chris Lambert. And I'm Josh Havens. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that He would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. Andre Snavely is passionate about reaching the lost with spirit-empowered training, resourcing, and equipping for Acts 1-8 ministries. As an author, missionary, and theologian, Dr. Snavely and his wife, Darla, have been in ministry together for nearly 30 years, serving in pastoral ministry and as a professor of Bible theology and ministry at Central Bible College and Global University. They currently live in Brussels, Belgium, where Dr. Snavely serves as professor of theology at Continental Theological Seminary, and Darla serves with Breaking Chains, a ministry that helps women escape prostitution. His book, Life in the Spirit, explores what the church would look like if Christians saw their lives as totally dependent on the Spirit's presence to live as Jesus lived. Do you really understand what it means to say, I want to be more like Jesus? When you look at Jesus' life, it involved a lot of difficult things that made even Jesus plead with God not to let it happen. If you want to be more like Jesus, it might mean following the Spirit's leading into places you would rather avoid. In this chapter, Andre unpacks what it really means to pray, Jesus, make me more like you, as well as the things that God's done in his own life as a result of praying that prayer. I remember feeling, especially like towards the end of my youth career and then going into CBC and, and, um, you sort of, I, I sort of came to the end of myself where it's like, there's only so much, there's only so many things I can do. Mm-hmm. Now, we're a big proponent of spiritual disciplines and doing all of these sorts of things on the <laughs> right. podcast. They we're not helpful. discounting <laughs> that. <right. laughs> yeah, you should do those things. But I remember at the time, that time in my life where I felt very dry because it was like, okay, mm. well, there's only so much I can pray. There's only so mm. much I can read in my Bible. And I'm not sure what I'm getting out of it or why I'm not getting more out of it. And I remember being exposed to concepts like these was really the that opening where it was like, oh, okay, no, no, no. There's a whole new world out here of concepts and ways in which following Christ really applies to me. It's not just following the rote example like you were talking right. about earlier. It's you know, which is actually kind of a funny thing too, because if we were to follow the literal example of Jesus, then we'd right. live in the first century and yeah. we, you know, it, it's ridiculous, right? right? So well, we have to be transformed. So many times when we're looking for which steps do I take? One, two, three. We're looking for that control over our own lives, and we're looking to be able to follow the example of Jesus and ontologically be like Jesus, which mm-hmm. we can't do. And so yeah, it's, right. not, it's not about what we do. It's about submitting our lives to the will yeah. of the Father. And what the Spirit the does the through Spirit. you. Yeah, yeah, because it's all about Him. Mm-hmm. And so, like... If I could communicate one thing about the spiritual disciplines that I've learned over the last few years, it's that it's not about how I grow from them. Mm -hmm. It's about what the Spirit does in my life to make me more like Him, which I know sounds kind of like growth, but for me, it's looking at it from a different perspective. I look at, if I'm looking at the spiritual disciplines the way that I did 10 years ago, I look at them from the perspective of, I need to grow so that I can perform better. Be more like Jesus. So that I can be more like Jesus. (laughs) And and what I've learned over the last, well, really more the last five years, is that it's not about that. It's about 
learning that I can't do it apart from Jesus, apart from the work of the Spirit in my life, mm-hmm. and that my entire life then is just about learning to submit to Him better. Right, because if you see the Spirit's role in Jesus doing all of that, then exactly. it would be scary to think that the Spirit would help me be like Jesus. Mm-hmm. Because what if the Spirit's work is the cross? Yeah. And that's exactly what John Howard Yoder said. Um, I think it was on page 53. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I know a quote you're, you're about to go to. <laughs> the cross is not a detour on the way to the kingdom. It's not an obstacle to overcome to get to the kingdom. The cross is the kingdom come. Mm -hmm. And I have never been able to shake that because in all of our Western American, you know, conquest for more and more and more that we have grained into us, you know, from birth in our culture, what if the Spirit's work is having less and less and less? Mm -hmm. Jesus had no pillow to lay his head on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I developed that in like chapter five uh, in the last chapter of my book of the ethics that come out of this. But I can see implications of this uh, for marriage, uh, gender issues, which I, I talk about that a little bit, uh, uh, church ministry, preaching. I mean, um, you know, just everything that we do if Jesus lived the kind of life that he lived, not to get, not to uh, provoke th- the Jewish people just so he could get to that cross, mm-hmm. knowing that, that, well, that would be the ultimate uh, punishment for blasphemy. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus was not trying to do that mm-hmm. necessarily. Jesus was speaking the truth of his Father. Jesus was living the truth and doing the works that the Father called him to do, but he was doing all of that and saying all of that in the Spirit. Mm -hmm. So then the cross ends up being, and Yoder even says this, the basically the logical end of him just living the kind of life that he lived. Yeah. And it's just that I wanted to um, put more of an emphasis upon the Spirit's role in that Trinitarian sense and... Yeah, so it has uh, major implications for, rather than achievement, what if the Spirit's work is submission to the point that we would take our hands off? And I think this has a lot of... um, It's it's really helped me make sense of Philippians 2, of the kenosis passage where Jesus, even though he be uh, equal with God in this form of God... uh, thought it, you know, um, not robbery to be equal to God, but he um, took his hands off, basically. Mm -hmm. He let go. He took his hands off to to, uh, let go of the prerogatives of deity to be incarnated into flesh. But then if you go down through that passage, then he submitted himself and obeyed, what's Paul say? Even to the point of the cross. So... The cross was even the end result of Jesus um, being the Son. Mm-hmm. So you think of sonship with God, then not in the terms of attaining a status, 
but yet of the way I live my life. Yeah. So it really turns it all completely upside down on its head. And so I do think that this is very difficult for people to switch. You just don't yeah. switch it like a light switch in your head to start thinking of Jesus and my, my Christian life um, in a different way. Mm-hmm. I'd have to say that personally, even though... Here's something I thought about a while ago. <clears throat> my biggest challenge in all of this is to try to articulate it in such a way that somebody who has a completely different perspective would be able to grab a hold of this um, and for me to be able to explain it in such a way that they would be able to grab a hold of it. Because personally in my life, I would have to say that with my upbringing, that there was never a time where I had to do a 180-degree turn and say I completely reject Mm. the things that I was taught from my youth. Mm -hmm. This, to me, came natural. In fact, so much to the point that in my earlier uh, studies, I was rather maybe, I don't know if, I don't know what the proper polite term would be. (laughs) I want to be polite here. But let me just say that I felt a little uneasy. Hmm. I felt maybe like what you felt. There was something that I understood in my gut, in my spirit, in my feelings, in those times of prayer, being at the altar, crying out in both anguish, but yet also in that ecstasy of the Spirit's uh, baptism into my life, that there was something that I did not have, that there had to be some way of explaining this, rather in the terms that I thought was just, you know, than what I'd been taught as far as um, theology proper. The theology proper that I learned did not seem to quite cut it. And so later in life, I mean, I was like 30 when, uh, 33, 34, when I went back to seminary, and then... um, you know, even later than that, when I went to Concordia and studied with Leo and uh, Joe Locomoto, who was my advisor on my dissertation, uh, I had all these things start popping off in my head, and they were at times kind of unrelated to each other. But then after a while, I kind of had that moment that you had, boom, these things started coming together and making sense. And one thing made sense of the other. Mm-hmm. And so it was all reciprocal. Yeah. So I can't really say that there was one moment where, you know, it just all clicked together, but it was a process. Yeah. But here again, it's kind of a challenge for me because um, going back to what you were saying earlier, you know, in those times of study and study, and I'm thinking, you know, there's very little people that would be able to be able to do, you know, have the opportunities. I, I just praise God and thank Him every day for the opportunity he's, that He gave me to study. But I'm thinking at the same time, I want to help other young people and just Christians uh, in any walk of life or any stage of life to be able to get some of these concepts in their minds and and not have to do, you know, the rigorous theological studies, because not everybody can do that. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's my greatest challenge is to be able to do that. So what makes it so exciting for me to talk to you guys is that I need this kind of 
platform and format and dialogue mm-hmm. with people to be able to hone even my own way of articulating this and being asked some tough questions. Yeah. You know, it's good for me. Well, I told, uh, I told Josh, oh, I appreciate that. It, it's helpful for us. I told Josh the other week, um, like you had told me once that I was so far ahead than where you were at my age. Oh, and I was like, miles. Well, but I have the benefit of sitting under your <laughs> tutelage for right. all these years. And so right. I didn't have to struggle as much yeah. with all those things and putting them together. You know, you helped walk me through them. And so it, it you know, I still continue to learn and grow in, mm-hmm. in other areas and try to, to put right. things together with, with this. But this has become a major framework for through which I live my life and, and all mm-hmm. the rest of my theology sort of flows is it's yeah. like, how, what is the Spirit doing in my life to transform me into this? And again, these things don't happen overnight. I, I, I think it's by design, right? If they happened overnight, we wouldn't need the process. We wouldn't need the mm. Spirit to even work in our hearts and our lives. And so it, it's a slow journey. It's, it, it's part it of the process, and I think that's uh, it's God's a great way thing. Bringing us along on the journey. Like if he just flipped a switch and we mm. were done, that wouldn't take a whole lot of us. Or trust. Or trust. Or trust. Yeah. yeah. I think I think he wants us. Well, really, it's just about the word relationship. He wants us to develop that relationship with him, and bring us into that process as much as possible. And for mm-hmm. us, that happens from our perspective over time. As Daily Growth Disciples, we each have a desire to grow in our relationship with Christ and become more like Him. But have you stopped to consider the cost of following Jesus? I don't say this to scare you away from following Him. I say this to awaken you to the idea that if the Holy Spirit does transform you to be more like Christ, that you will find yourself in places and in situations you never would have chosen for yourself. You won't be able to handle them. And you will have to rely on the Holy Spirit for guidance and direction even more. You will have to say, like Jesus said in the garden, let your will be done, Father. So I want you to spend some time today thinking about how God has led you to where you are today. What challenges and trials has he led you through? How did you grow through them? When did you almost quit? And as you journal about these moments or simply reflect, See how the Holy Spirit fills you with joy and gratitude for walking with you through these hardships. And I think you'll come away from this time knowing that following Jesus is worth it and are reassured that he will see you through the next obstacle. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that.
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. You can find out more about Andre and Darla's missionary work by clicking the Facebook link in the show notes. Then check out the final chapter in our conversation where Andre talks about the struggle to find satisfaction in life and why you shouldn't settle for the American dream. If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Spotify.